At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the nightcap from Circus Sportsbook alongside Sean King. No, I am not Tim Murray. You look like him. <laughs> I'm sitting in for Tim. Tim did get back from Hawaii recently, so <laughs> pull it off a little, a little bit. darker than when he left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Femi and Bebefe here filling in for Tim Murray tonight. Uh, we're a couple of the new guys here at VSIN. You know, you started a little bit before I did and stuff. I had my debut show over on the Green Zone over the weekend. Welcome. Appreciate it. Appreciate How's it going it. in Vegas so it's, far? It's going well so far. I didn't bring any donuts. You know, the, the rookie got to bring donuts in or something. I, I failed. Don't okay? worry. I didn't bring anything in, but we're still going to try to pull for our pockets, though, tonight. Absolutely. As... So now you just have the hydration bill. It would have been cheaper to bring donuts. <laughs> It most definitely would have the, the great drinks from the bartenders here at the Circa Resort and Casino. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe after the show here. Max. Another fun night here. A, a Monday with a lot of sports that we have going on. It's a light MLB card, but we're getting into football. Football season is th- two weeks from Thursday. So we got ourselves a little Monday night football to get used to that Monday night cadence with the Saints and dun, the Jaguars. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it just, I get chills when I hear that right <laughs> I now. I get chills. I can't wait. <laughs> but uh-huh. Saints and the Jaguars right now, score check, I believe the Saints are still up 17-3. to three. It's been a heck of a day for your guy. You've been talking about Jameis Winston quite a bit since you've been on the nightcap, and he showed up and showed out 9 of 10, two touchdown passes for Jameis Winston. Perfect marriage. Jameis Winston, big-time talent, Sean Payton, high-profile, experienced, elite offensive mind in a domed stadium where they can really, for eight games a year, guarantee the weather, the climate, no wind, and really throw the ball around the ballpark. Saints are going to be explosive. I've said it before. I think Jameis Winston is a dark horse MVP candidate. Just look at the stats tonight. 9 of 10, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He looked crisp. He threw the ball accurate. He was aggressive down the field. I just like this. And, and he's a lot wiser than when he was in a super aggressive offense two years ago and committed all those turnovers. He got an opportunity to sit behind Drew Brees, learn some different things. I think kind of understand when to be aggressive and when not to be reckless because it's a very thin line sometimes between those two. But I'm expecting big things from Jameis. As I've mentioned, don't worry about Michael Thomas. Not being in the game, Callaway showed up tonight. Jawan Johnson, Saints have guys that can get it done at receiver. Yeah, looking at the odds right now for this game here, the Saints right now uh, a 13 and a half point favorite on the live line. Total at 33 and a half. It opened 37, closed 40 at most places, and we've seen the unders in the preseason really be kind of rolling in, cashing out. If you've been betting unders, you're probably on a private plane or or, or a nice little boat right now on the water, but. This one looks like it might go under as well, as that's kind of been the theme here in the preseason. And outside of when Jameis was in the game, it's two bad offenses now. Taysom Hill <laughs> did not, in my opinion, give a good representation of him being the starting quarterback tonight. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I thought, did some good things. I thought he showed some composure. But again, I, I just, just like I think Jameis, Saints, Sean Payton is a perfect match, 
I think Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville is a marriage that's going to take a while before they really grow and understand each other. You have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach that's never coached in this league, but you have an NFL experienced OC. So they're trying to mesh these two conceptually different schemes, spread, urban, up-tempo, bevel, more get the third down and short, yep. find ways to make completions, move the chain. So a young quarterback's kind of stuck in the middle. It'll be interesting in Jacksonville. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, 14 of 23 tonight, 113 yards, sacked one time. So you got to get a young quarterback, got to keep him protected. He was sacked one time. But we'll talk under a lot of duress, too. Well, we'll talk a lot of rookie quarterbacks here because now we've had two games under our belts for these rookies. Five of them went in the first round. We'll talk to Eric Eager about that a little bit later in the show. Also, other guests we have, Bob Nightingale of the USA Today. He's the MLB columnist. And we'll also have Wes Reynolds in our guy, VEASAN, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Talk a little Big Ten football here tonight. We got a full show here this evening to start your week off here. It's a Monday, but we're going to have fun anyways here. It is the Nightcap coming to you from Circus Sportsbook. Sean King, Femi Bebefe. Let's go. It is the nightcap from Circa Sportsbook. Sean King, our former NFL quarterback here, ready to go. He's got a couple plays tonight. We'll get into those in just a bit. Femi Abebefe riding alongside here, filling in for Tim Murray. And Monday Night Football, we were talking about it at the top of the show here. You laid the four with the Saints in the first half and the full game. Right now, they lead by 14 points in the third quarter. How are you feeling about that bet so far? I mean, you cashed one. Well, I'm always pulling from my pockets, as you alluded to earlier. I feel really good about the first half because that's always ching, 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 ching. <laughs> However, I wasn't as confident with the whole game because I couldn't decide if Taysom Hill or Gardner Minshaw, who was the best quarterback. But both of them have been awful so far. Hopefully it continues. I'm very, very okay with 17-3 being the final score in this game. Well, but I think Ian Book, uh, Notre Dame, quarterback that's now in New Orleans uh, might have a little success late, so a little more cushion. Yeah, I mean, well, between Minshew and Hill, I mean, I think there might be only one quarterback in that group there. I yeah, don't for know. real. <laughs> I mean, no shots fired at Taysom Hill, but I guess shots fired because he's a little bit more of a gadget guy. But speaking of the quarterbacks, all eyes, of course, on the rookie first overall draft pick in this past year's draft, Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A kind of a solid performance for him tonight. We mentioned it earlier, 14 of 23, 113 yards. Th- these rookies, now that we've seen each of them play two games, how do you feel about these rookie quarterbacks as we approach the regular season? I think the fan bases should be excited. I think each quarterback has shown glimpses of why they were taken in the first round. I think overall, the best two guys have been Mac Jones and Zach Wilson as far as just completely being full of composure, accuracy, ball location, like looking like they're ready to be the day one starter. I think the most exciting has been Justin Fields. I think the one that's been the most inconsistent has been Trey Lance. Trey Lance had a really good stretch of about 10 plays against the Chargers, but outside of that, he looked like a rookie, you know, uncomfortable in the pocket, inaccurate, you know, throwing the football. And I said this, I was watching the game with some friends. He's going to lead the league in turnovers if he starts this season for the 49ers. He throws a really hard ball, but it's a high ball. All the receivers are always reaching up to catch it. Those are a lot of deflected passes. He carries the ball low in the pocket when he's trying to be evasive. He's going to have a lot of turnovers. So he's got some things he's got to clean up. But he did show flashes of that big-time talent. 
that hopefully, you know, if you San Francisco fans, he's your Josh Allen. Yeah, you talked about the turnovers. He had one to Ayuk, or it might have been Samuel, I believe, or mm-hmm. bounced off of his hand and uh, was intercepted in last night's game against the Chargers. But if you're the 49ers, if you're Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, that brass, you made that move for a reason. You shipped all those picks to Miami to get up to number three to get Trey Lance for a reason. And it's because you clearly don't believe that much in Jimmy Garoppolo. Otherwise, you don't make that move. Do you live with those early growing pains? You mentioned the turnovers that might happen because of the potential upside maybe in the second half of the season to where he might be better than Jimmy Garoppolo by the time you get to November, December. I don't know Trey Lance personally. I think a lot of that would have to do his personality profile. Can he handle failure, ridicule, and criticism on a large, high-profile scale and stage? Yeah. Because these, this is a team that people are picking to not just be a playoff team, but there are big expectations in San Francisco. So when you throw a young, specifically a rookie quarterback, into that kind of arena, into that kind of fish tank, and they come from a smaller school, North Dakota State, you know, the media that covers North Dakota State – been there for 40 years. Yep. They know the coach. They know the dean. And they win all missions. the time, too. Right. And <laughs> right. But they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, even, you know, when anything is kind of mediocre from a performance standpoint. San Francisco starts him week one, doesn't make the playoffs. He doesn't play well. Turns the ball over. Can he handle that? Do you ruin him? Or does he come back stronger? Because of that alone, I go at Garoppolo, and I have a package for Trey. Because I think he is athletic. He does bring some things to the table. So I'd have a package. I'd bring him along slowly. If we felt second half of the season he was ready, then if Garoppolo's not playing well, go with it. But the one thing about Garoppolo, he doesn't get enough credit. He's led them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. Already. They didn't win it, but he was good enough to get them to the Super Bowl game. So if he just improves slightly, which everyone says this competition has brought out the best in him. It's been his best camp. He looked really good yesterday. Maybe he turns the corner and he's your guy. But that would really stink for the organization long-term because you gave up a lot of key assets yeah. to trade up and take Trey Lance. No, I think the question is more so when and not if Trey Lance will take over there in San Francisco. That package, you mentioned that. I think that's sort of the plan right now, at least that what we've been hearing from the reports and all that stuff out of that San Francisco area is that they're going to try to implement Trey Lance a little bit there. Trey Lance, I believe, 7-1 to one at BetMGM to win Rookie of the Year. If you're interested in Trey Lance, it's one of those maybe wait because – Jimmy Garoppolo is likely going to be that week one starter. Maybe you get Trey Lance entering in as a starter, maybe week four, week five, or wherever there's a soft spot in the schedule. And if nobody else out of the, under the other rookies have really lit the world on fire, maybe he can step in and kind of steal that rookie of the year award and have a pretty good successful second half of the season. I just, I, I don't, I think if you want to light some money on fire, then bet Trey Lance to win rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you wait for it. You get just yeah. your odds. If you, I, because if he's not the week one starter, he's not going to be 7 Oh, yeah, to I think the it's odds will be, be 12 to much 1, better. 14 to 1. I just don't know? think he's going to do enough to even be in the conversation. And I think there's some guys, Kyle Pitts, Mark Chase, Jalen Waddle. You saw how big of a yeah. piece of the game plan he was this past weekend for the Dolphins. And then you have all the quarterbacks. What's the chances that Justin Fields doesn't start in Chicago or Mac Jones doesn't at some point play in New England? I just think the chances of them presenting themselves in a much better way than Trey Lance – I, I think there's some better value there, but hey, you're right. If you like Trey, wait. Yeah, speaking of the value, Zach Wilson, who is going to be the week one starter for the New York Jets, he's 10-1. to 1. Yes. So you got Lance, who is probably not going to start week one, 7-1. to 1. Zach Wilson, the Jets, 10-1. to 1, And he looked fantastic 
And a word on the street is that you haven't been high on Wilson. Zach, <laughs> Zach's going to make street. me repaint my car. <laughs> I went to the Mercedes lot. I bought this beautiful sedan. I said I wanted black. Now that I have it, I think I want white. I mean, I'm just being honest. I didn't think Zach, coming from a season where BYU played no non-Power 5 schools, was ready to take this leap and be the day one starter. But everything that he's shown me in these first two preseason games, he looks just as good as Mac Jones. And I'm a huge Mac Jones guy. And I just think from a composure standpoint, he's been phenomenal. He's been getting through his progressions. He's been throwing the ball with accuracy. He has velocity from an arm talent standpoint. Like, he looks like a fourth or fifth-year quarterback. Now, again, I don't take too much out of the preseason. I don't, from a negative standpoint, get too down by what happens in the preseason. But he looks the part. And I'm happy for that fan base, and I'm happy for that young man. No matter what my opinion is from an evaluation standpoint, I want all these guys to go out and, and do what they do. And hopefully he continues to play like he is. And, you know, maybe the Jets over on the win total. It's something we might have to think about playing because I mean, he looks the part. Zach Wilson looks like a real dude so far. Yeah, it was a tough week for the Jets last week as well. I mean, you lose Carl Lawson for the yeah, season. That hurts. I mean, the, the reports about Makai Becton playing himself into shape. So it was a lot of negative news about the New York Jets. And then on Saturday to have that rookie quarterback really playing well. 9 of 11, 128, two touchdowns mm -hmm. against the Green Bay Packers, 11.6 yards per attempt. That's exactly what you want to see out of the second overall pick there for Zach Wilson. But you mentioned Trey Lance earlier. Let's go over to Justin Fields. We'll touch on Trevor Lawrence later on the other side of the break, though. But Justin Fields out of Chicago, almost kind of like a tale of two games. Whether He had the week one game against Miami, and, I mean, it was Fields' frenzy out there in the Windy City. A little bit rougher of a start against the Buffalo Bills. 9 of 19, 80 yards, 4.2 yards per attempt, sacked twice, one of which was a one of those blindside hits, didn't really read the hot there. But where where is your standpoint? Once again, Matt Nagy said that Justin Fields, or rather Andy Dalton, is going to be the week one starter. Feels like he's quadruple down on that because he keeps getting asked about it by the Chicago media. W what would you do if you're Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace there in Chicago? I hate what's going on in Chicago because it's completely unfair to Justin Fields. Andy Dalton has been in the league over 10 years. We know what Andy Dalton is. Yep. Nick Foles had an opportunity last year to, for the Bears not to need Andy Dalton or to select Justin Fields. He didn't get it done. So now what's going to happen is because you're doubling down on Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, there's going to be so much pressure on Justin Fields when you finally decide to make this move. Because it's going to be like, well, if he don't play great right from the beginning, then they should have stayed with Andy Dalton. Whereas if you say this is a competition, and based on what we see, now we don't have a critical piece of evaluation material, which is practice. We're not being allowed to watch practice, and that goes into it. But from the games, Justin Field looks like the more, more talented, the more athletic. He looks like he brings more energy to this organization and fan base. They actually booed Andy Dalton. Yeah. Do you know how upset a fan base has to be to boo you in a preseason game following <laughs> your team being in the playoffs? <laughs> Tired. Chicago was in the playoffs last year, and they're booing Andy Dalton in the second preseason game. So this is a recipe for disaster. Because now the next thing that happens, you divide the locker room. I'm almost to the point now where I thought I was kind of buying the Bears stock. I kind of want to sell it now. Okay. I, I kind of want to sell it. I don't like turmoil. I don't like confusion. You know, when you do this at quarterback, Guys in the locker room kind of have to feel like they have to start picking sides. 
you know, can't hang with Andy if I if I rock with ju- uh, Justin. Justin. Can't hang with Vice Justin versa. if I rock with Andy. <laughs> you know, and that's unfair to Justin, but we'll see how it plays out. You know, I wish Nagy would just not say anything and just say, you guys will find out who's starting week one or, you know, just let it organically play out because he's just making it worse. And then Andy Dalton goes out and says, it's my time. I mean, it's just a, a comical situation there, but that's why Nagy's been on the hot seat. Yeah. That's no. why. Decisions like this, inability, in my opinion, to show true leadership in times of confusion and chaos. You know, to me, from the outside where I've sat looking at that whole situation, that's been the critical era as it pertains to him, in my opinion. I think I might have pulled the trigger a little too soon, assuming rational thought, because I bought Bear stock thinking, hey, Me too. Justin Fields is going to be the week one starter. I like, like Montgomery. Like, like, let's not, let's not yeah. kid ourselves here. He's a much better quarterback than Andy Dalton. I don't know much better, but he's has a higher upside, much higher upside than Andy Dalton. But Matt Nagy, they're sticking to their guns. I know he was in Kansas City where they did the quote-unquote Mahomes model when Alex Smith is there, but Andy Dalton's not Alex Smith. And <laughs> he's he's not he's the not Kansas City Chiefs have dudes on offense. The Bears, <laughs> kind exactly. of. I like Montgomery. I like Allen. You know, a receiver. That offensive line is kind of shaky. Yeah. We've seen that in the preseason thus far. And, and I just think the expectations are what what the issue is going to be. Like, I know Khalil Mack and that crew, probably not past their prime, but they're on the back end of their prime. So there's got to be yeah. a sense of urgency in that organization. We have to get it done now. But again, I just think Justin Fields, every box where him and Andy Dalton are being evaluated, to me, he gets a check outside of one thing, NFL regular season starting experience. Other than that, I don't think Andy's better than Justin right now in any other area. And that's saying a lot for a guy that's a rookie. But looking at the Bears' schedule, though, I mean, I think that's what everyone keeps pointing to is that they start the year at L.A. against that vaunted Rams defense. Now, they might not be as good as they were last year. They lost Brandon Staley and a couple of key guys, but they still have Aaron Donald. They still have Jalen Ramsey, and they're still going to be really good. Do you buy into this whole theory of let's play Andy Dalton for the week one? Let's have him go up against Aaron Donald and take those hits and then bring in Justin Fields week two against Cincinnati, which is a much softer landing spot. Or do you just throw the rookie in and say, hey, he's either going to swim or he's going to drown? Hey, Femi, my granddaddy said one day, if you could sing, you could sing. It doesn't matter if you're at the T-Mobile or if you're at Remnant Ministries. It doesn't matter if you can sing, <laughs> you can sing. So if Justin Fields can play, then guess what? Play him. Doesn't matter where they're at, who they're playing against. It's the NFL. Not going to be any soft touches. Yeah. It's just not. So if, he, if he's the guy, play him. Play him. Let him show you. Let him prove to you that he's the guy. And I think he's up to that challenge. So we'll see. It's not like I feel great about throwing Andy Dalton out there against that pass rush. I actually <laughs> rather be feels. He might create some things that Andy definitely has proven he can. All Andy going to do is throw the ball away on third down. He's going to get flushed out the pocket. He's going to throw the ball to the – you know what? I did I did have a fan uh, DM me. They said, you know, you missed something Andy Dalton's great at. They giving fans souvenirs. They say Andy Dalton throw more <laughs> balls in the stands. <laughs> he does it for the kids. Yeah, yeah. They ain't the quarterback they know. <laughs> Andy Dalton doing it for the kids. Another guy that does it for the kids, Cam Newton. He gives away some footballs, but he does it after touchdowns. He's got a rookie breathing down his neck in Mac Jones, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mac and Cheese is what his Cam has nicknamed him. You said you're really high on Mac Jones. I remember during the draft, there was a lot of discussion about, should the 49ers, they can take Mac Jones, or they can take Trey Lance. They end up going with Lance Jones falls all the way to 15 at New England. What is it about Jones that you like as he sits at 10 to 1 to win rookie of the year? But it seems as if right now, but I mean, today's news with Cam Newton and the whole COVID confusion thing, 
maybe that gives Mac Jones a chance to be that week one starter against Miami here coming up in a few weeks. Let me first of all tip my hat to Cam Newton because he handled this like a true professional, like a true former NFL MVP. He didn't complain. He didn't whine. He stepped his game up. When this when Mac went out week one and, and looked phenomenal, Cam came back week two and said, hold on. Yep. Hold on, youngin. He didn't talk about it in the media. It's my time and all this. <laughs> he went and played because that's what competitors do. And, again, that's what you're kind of hearing out of San Francisco is because they selected Trey. Jimmy has, is raising his game. So, interesting situation in, Green, in uh, New England. I mean, they have a lot of pieces back that opted out for COVID. Cam's second year in that system. They have a full offseason to kind of integrate Cam's skill set and their scheme. At the same time, you have this young monster sitting on the bench. I'm a big Mac Jones fan. I love his functional mobility, his ball location, his anticipation, his timing, his accuracy. Like, to me, he just checks all the boxes itself. He's not a good athlete. But the last time we said this about a quarterback, his name was Thomas Brady. Well, now I'm, those, and, those are big shoes and, to fill you know in New England. Outside of the amount of Super Bowl wins, I'm willing to put that kind of pressure on Mac Jones. I think he can live up to it. I don't think there'll ever be a quarterback that comes into the league from a Super Bowl championship success that wins that many titles. There's too much parity now. And, and the execs are getting better. They know how to, you know, field mm-hmm. deficiencies in the offseason. You know, they're doing a better job of evaluating players coming into the draft. So uh, it's harder now to, to have that sustained success. Mac Jones, 10-1 to 1 to be rookie of the year. He was 13 of 19 both games. A little bit better against Philadelphia last Thursday. 146 yards, 7.7 yards per attempt. We have a score update, though. Your New Orleans Saints now leading 23-3 late in the third quarter. So you're laying that four full game. We'll see how that one plays out for you. It's looking good thus far. We're going to talk more about that game. Saints thoughts, Jaguars thoughts on the other side of the break. You're watching the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The nightcap here from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. My man Sean King alongside Femi and Bebefe. He's Sean, you got the dance going on because this, right before hey. we went to break, we updated Saints leading 23 to 3. This, this is the running man. That's, that's, how you, that's how you run to the cage. <laughs> that's how you run to the window to collect your money. That's how you do it. Oh, that's how you, we see you down there. Sean, for those who don't know, Sean gets down here three hours, four hours before the show. I think you're doing your prep there, looking at the yeah. odds boards, seeing what's what's tasty. Yeah, that's and... the only way I know how to do things is like <laughs> be prepared and you know make sure the information I have I've double checked it, you know, because you know people get sensitive, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you start talking about them. And I know this because I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what it's like to be on the other side yeah. of the microphone. <laughs> and so the one thing that I've always stood on, and you know, this is why I feel like I do get a lot of respect from you know my former peers. They know that it's based on truth, not emotion. Yeah. Good or bad. You know, it's something that I've actually watched, something that, okay, we've looked up the information and the data. And what all we're trying to do is give information to our listeners and our viewers so that they can make, you know, better, more well-educated bets too. You know, because we're pulling for our pockets on the nightcap. Like at the end of the day, we don't have favorite teams. We don't have non-favorite teams. We're just looking at where is their value and where can we potentially you know, make the cash register go ching, 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 ching. <laughs> that's our favorite team is yes, our pockets. <laughs> that's right. That's what we're doing. So uh, we're going to continue to gain information and, you know, hope the Saints defense, you know, 
gets a little stiffer than it looks yep. right now and doesn't blow this uh, nice 20-point lead they have right now. You got a little cushion. You got a little cushion. I do. But still a little bit of, there's still a whole other quarter left. Right. I don't play, want so. this to be a... Uh, Sweat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Saints up six. Jags have ball. <laughs> you know, I'm under a minute we, we, left. We've all been there before. You don't want to be there in the preseason, especially right. when you don't know what the motivation is for half of these guys. So. This is true. But but thus far, looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, good night so far. Yeah, I mean, this game, I mean, it's it's been all Saints so far. Jameis Winston, we talked about him earlier, but I want to focus more on Jacksonville and what their outlook could be for this 2021 season. And this is a team that is, you know, it's, there's expectations now, finally. Urban Meyer was hired there. I mean, we all know his background. His, he's a decorated winner dating back to Ohio State, Florida days, even Bowling Green. Trevor Lawrence has been bred as the number one pick for the last four years now since he was a freshman. People were saying he should go number one overall. What, what's your read on this Jacksonville team heading into 2021? If uh, I was Mr. Khan, I would have a meeting you know, with my upper execs and Urban, and I would say, listen, I want to play our young guys all season. I don't think we have the pieces right now to be competitive from a playoff berth standpoint. I want the guys that we drafted, our second-year guys, our third-year guys, I want them to get the majority of the reps. And we're going to take our lumps this year, but we're going to come back next year with a whole lot of guys that have a lot of snaps in this league. And we'll find out what we have then. But I would go and make the, the coaching staff comfortable with that's the decision that I want. Travis Etienne is starting day one. Trevor Lawrence is starting – Day one, like we're going to see these guys work through their issues and then we're going to build them up, not tear them down. We're not going to get frustrated if they don't play well. We're just going to help them get better. The areas they're deficient and we're building what we hope is a Super Bowl foundation moving forward. Yeah, Travis Etienne, you mentioned him. He actually left tonight's game down there in New Orleans with a foot injury. He was listed as doubtful. I'm sure they're going to take all precaution since these games don't count on the real record. They count on a preseason record which the Baltimore Ravens care about quite a bit down there having won 18 or 19 straight. But this, this Jacksonville team, this division, this AFC South division, it's so wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, we, Indianapolis Colts, they got the good news today of Wentz and Quentin Nelson possibly being ready to go for week one. But, I mean, Tennessee, people are expecting a little bit of regression with Arthur Smith now in Atlanta. And Houston is just a flat-out mess. Jacksonville, you're looking at them, Six to one to win the division. I think that was as high as about fifteen to one or twelve to one earlier in this offseason. So clearly, there's been a little bit of support for Jacksonville as maybe a long shot. Everything just goes crazy, and this team is maybe within a game. Any chance of this team having any playoff potential? None. Or, none. Or, or, she's none. saying none. What about even the win total? The win total is at six and a half I minus one ten on each side. I, I, I don't see how they they score enough points to win seven games, and I'm, I think Tennessee's gonna be really good. I think Tennessee has a chance to be in the Super Bowl. I love Arthur Smith, but I think they had become stale. People had adjusted to that offensive game plan, featuring and focusing on Derrick Henry. You add Julio Jones, it's more diverse now. Some new plays, some new ideas. I think they'll be more potent in the offense this year than they were last year. Not because Arthur Smith's not a good coach, because it's something different, and they added a piece like Julio Jones. Yeah, it's fresh minds. We'll see how that can work out here in 2021. Jacksonville, you said the offense isn't too great. 12 to 1 for fewest points scored in the league. That could be juicy, maybe. Maybe, maybe a little bit of nibble there yeah, for, for Jacksonville yeah. there. But we'll talk New Orleans Saints down in the bayou on the other side. You're watching the nightcap. Sean King, Femi, Bebefe, don't go anywhere. Trying to get you a little bit of money.
Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player rewards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sean King alongside Femi Abebefe here from Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. It is the nightcap, and right now, Sean, the Saints leading the Jaguars 23-6 to on Monday Night Football. We talked about getting into this Monday Night Football cadence, our first Monday Night game of the year here, and it's going really well for you laying that Saints minus four. First half, you already cashed that one, but now hoping to get the full game home and get to the window. Yeah, we, we ain't there yet, but we headed in the right direction. Lead. Yeah, 11, 11 minutes basically in the game. I like to see the Saints. You know, with the rookie quarterback, you know, move the ball a little better than they just did. But I'd rather be in this position than be down 23 <laughs> yeah, yeah. to 6. Yeah, you'd rather be this right. than, than Jags plus 4 right. right now for the people that are hoping that Gardner Minshew, the mustache, gets it done out there down in the bayou. But speaking of those Saints, Jameis Winston really lit it up today. 9 of 10. I know he's your guy. Two touchdown passes. Really, in my opinion, took control of this quarterback competition or whatever it's it is. You have to ask Sean Payton. He would know better than anyone else between he and Taysom, Taysom Hill, rather. So the Saints' outlook, you think this offense can be really explosive. It's an a- NFC South division that's kind of up for grabs outside of Tampa Bay. That second spot really feels up for grabs down there in the South. If J- Jameis Winston is the starter, do you think this is a playoff team coming out of this NFC South division? Well, I already have a, a, a small bet on the Saints over nine. Okay, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I just... I, I didn't make you a larger wager because I wasn't sure what Sean was going to do. He seems to have, like, this loyalty to Taysom because Taysom sacrificed, did a lot of things. Like, not many quarterbacks would be the personal protector on punt yeah. and, you know, go down and be, you know, punt coverage and that kind of stuff. So I think there's a, a, a almost kinship that they have. So I didn't know if he was going to feel obligated to give Taysom this opportunity to start day one and then if it doesn't work – Go to Jameis. So, but now it looks like after tonight's poem performance, Sean Payton doesn't have any choice but to go with Jameis Winston. I love the Saints. You know, they've been the most consistent team in that division. Sean Payton, to me, is the best offensive mind in the game of football. And I say that because he has figured out how to be explosive and productive on offense with a lot of different guys. And Drew Brees was there, but all the other pieces, Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles, Alvin Kamara, like these guys all changed and nothing changed from a production standpoint because of his ability to put guys in positions to do what they're really good at. So I'm bullish on the Saints. I like the Saints. And the interesting thing to me about the New Orleans Saints is that the last two years, this hasn't been the 2011 Saints to where Drew Brees is throwing for 5,500 yards. Brees had been kind of relegated to being a game manager and pick his spots here and there. But because of the mileage on him, he wasn't asked to do it a ton in terms of being the table setter for that offense. And we saw this team have success when he missed games, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater in 2019 Mm -hmm. or Taysom Hill last year in 2020. So that kind of supports where you're going that just because Drew Brees isn't there. Now, Michael Thomas don't need to get him right. I know there's some friction between Thomas and Peyton in the front office, but if they can at least get on the same page there, maybe this team can be a nine, maybe 10 win team in a division that, I mean, outside of Tampa Bay, you can get a couple wins on Atlanta and Carolina who are kind of 
in rebuilding mode, at least for Carolina's purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, I just think people are looking at the Steelers' blueprint. What, three head coaches in the history of the organization? Yep. And when they get a good coach, they're figuring out, okay, well, let's keep him. And you see that in New Orleans. You see that in New England. Continuity. Yes. And that's what Peyton has. Everyone in the building knows the program. They know the system, the training staff, the strength and conditioning staff. Like, everyone's on the same page. And that's why you get consistently really good results. And I think the look of playing the over, especially at that even money, I think that might be a little bit better than make the playoffs. Because I don't think this team can win the division. I think Tampa's way too talented, too deep. Their schedule sets up really well for them to be a 12, maybe even 13 or 14 win team. So I think the division is going to be Tampa's to lose definitely. But even though you're only getting even money versus Saints make the playoffs at plus 110, you can at least push on nine. If they go nine and eight, you don't lose money versus they go nine and eight. And if you bet them to make the playoffs, they don't make it. You're you're out of there. And we we don't want to lose money on the nightcap. Absolutely. I I do (laughs) want to make a point, though. And. Mm -hmm. Let me let me full disclaimer. I'm a huge Bucks fan. Like like <laughs> there you go. My mask even has Bucks <laughs> Super Bowl chance on it. So I'm biased here, but I don't necessarily love the fact that we don't seem to be able to generate any offense in, in both of our preseason games. Now I know it's not Tom, but Bruce talks so highly of Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I think very highly of Kyle Trask. Okay, you know. We've done nothing offensively, like nothing. Like we, we just, I just, I get worried. And granted, I haven't watched practice, but I don't know if there's just a button, you know, like a light switch that you can just walk you, by the you, wall. So you're, so you're scared. And just of, hitting it. Yeah, I wanted to so see them. A little bit complacency, yes. maybe. Yeah, I don't know if it's complacency, but overconfidence might be the word that I'm looking for. This is a hard league. Yeah, hard. It's and and we saw they had their struggles last year. First Started half, seven and five. Yeah, people you know? thought that Brady and Arians couldn't work together. You know, they whose system is it? So it wasn't like this thing was all peaches and cream to begin with. And I'm not saying, okay, I, I'm down on my bucks. I'm saying I would like to see or have seen, you know, a quarter of our offense looking like, okay, they're in the starting gate. They're ready to, to run a great race. Yeah, well, I'm on Bucks over 11 and a half wins, so let's hope that they get out there and start that thing fast. Jameis Winston to take the first snap. Odds on DraftKings. Yes was minus 190. No was plus 140. If you're available to have DraftKings, I mean, I feel like that yes minus 190 after what we saw today. Yeah. I mean, that I don't think that number is going to be hanging around there. Now, Sean Payton said in the pregame show he's not going to name a starter until right before the game. We're probably going to find out when we watch the game Sunday afternoon in a few weeks, but you got to believe that Winston's going to be the guy. Yeah, and that makes sense because teams would have to do a completely different defensive scheme if it's Taysom than if it's Jameis. Yeah. So you keep them guessing. But it'll be Jameis, and just like when Drew was there, Taysom will have packages. 